on episode 512 of Nintendo Switchcraft, a huge update to Mario Maker, Animal Crossing rumors confirmed, just some of them, Splatoon 2 making a comeback, those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. What's up everyone, this is Darren from Buffalo, New York, and you are listening to the number one source of Nintendo news, this is Nintendo Switchcraft. Hey everybody, welcome back to Nintendo Switchcraft. I am Bill, and this show is recorded live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. Uh, it's also made possible by patrons like you. If you want to support the show and help me make content like this, then you can listen to all of my content without any ads in it, ad-free, for as little as a buck over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Let's get started. We've got some pretty big news today. If you have not been paying attention, then you probably missed this out because, or missed out on this because Nintendo posted this uh, two days ago and it was like late at night. I think it was like 10 o'clock at night that they posted this, but we now have the final update to Super Mario Maker 2. And when I say that, the immediate reaction that I think a lot of people would have is, oh man, they're not going to update it anymore. And, you know, that's what they start, excuse me, that's what they started the little five-minute presentation with, with, was, this is the final update. But guess what? It's a huge update. It's massive. It's awesome. And there's a lot of really cool stuff in it. So first off, if you didn't know, I've got a YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash runjumpstomp, and I posted a video over there um, yesterday about exactly what it, what all is in the um, the update, uh, but I got to try the update today and it's awesome. Let's talk about what's actually in the update. So first off, uh, Super Mario Maker 2 is now getting most importantly, in my opinion, most importantly, world builder. What does this mean? It means that now you can take 40 of the levels that you have designed, or you can make 40 new levels. Uh, so you get these 40 new levels that you design and then you can stitch them all together into a series of, I think it was eight worlds. So you get eight worlds, 40 levels, and it's just like in the, you know, the Mario games that we've been playing ever since Super Mario World. You know, you, 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 you start playing, there's this top-down view, there's this big map with these different paths, and you can you, you control Mario as you go into the different sections, and each little section is a level that was designed by you. It's awesome, and I'm very, very excited for what people can do with it. Now, it just came out today, and I think that the problem is is that a lot of people aren't making new stuff, and they're just grabbing a bunch of levels that they made and slapping them together, so there's no continuity between it. But I, I completely foresee within a couple of days of today, we're going to see some amazing works of art that people are going to make. And you, it's not only like a pre-made world that you get to play uh, or make, it's you design the map itself, which is so cool. And you can have like warp pipes that take you to other parts of the, the map to do other things. It's very, uh, very awesome. And I have to, for me, this is the biggest update to the game. 
what else is updated in the game. Let's take a look. Uh, well, actually, let me talk about World Maker first. I did play through, I mean, I didn't play through, I didn't finish all 40 worlds, I didn't have time, uh, but I played a couple levels of a world, it was pretty cool, um, but in World Maker mode, multiple courses created by a user can be tied together on a path from a starting point on a world map to the end castle. The look of the world map can also be customized, so you can do like ice and uh, forests and grasslands and stuff like that, which is very cool. Up to eight worlds containing a total of up to 40 courses can be combined, creating a, a mini Super Mario game that can be shared with others. So now when people make these these worlds, and it's already happened before where people are like, here's my first world in this series, play through all of them. Now those people who have put all of that work in, they can put them all together and tell a story. And we've I've seen levels where they are telling a story and it's actually pretty amazing what you can do with the with this game with Super Mario Maker 2 in order to tell a story. In addition to the World Maker, uh guess who else is making an appearance in Super Mario Maker 2? The Koopalings, so Bowser's minions, uh you know, those uh those little troublemakers and they all have their own AI, they all have their own movement pattern and you can add them to the created courses. Uh, you can also add Fanto if you played Super Mario Brothers 2. Uh, Fanto is that weird mask thing that shows up when you pick up the key and he chases you. Uh, and you get these Mecha Koopas. And the Mecha Koopas are pretty cool. Um, you, uh, They have the ability. There's two color ones. Uh, one set of them shoots lasers. And the other set shoots uh, rockets, which is very, uh, very cool. And then there's a bunch of new power-ups as well. Uh, additional power-ups and courses, I'm sorry, and course parts for Mario Maker 2 include the Super Mario Brothers 2 Mushroom. Now, I went through and I tried to play uh, some Super Mario. I was hoping to find a level that had the Super Mario Brothers 2 Mushroom in it. And I only played for about 40 minutes or so looking around for levels. But this is something that I really think would be awesome is if they gave you the ability to search by what power-ups are found in the level. Because I wanted to play a, a Mario Brothers 2 where you can jump on the enemies and just kind of ride them around. You can use the, that, the B button to pick them up. Or at least it was B button when I played it on my Nintendo. Uh, but you can pick them up and throw them. Uh, that kind of thing is is now in the game. But I couldn't find any courses that had used that yet. If you know of a very cool course that uses the Super Mario Brothers 2 uh, mushroom, please tweet it at me. I'm at Run Jump Stomp. I'm looking for one of those levels. I'm sure that they're going to be all over the place pretty soon. Um, but that's the one that I've been, been kind of hoping for. If you've been uh, listening to me talk about video games for any length of time, when Mario Maker 2 came out, I, I said, here's what they got to do. They've got to put Super Mario Brothers 2 in there. It's a completely different way of playing. And they didn't go all the way with what I was hoping for, but they went about, about three quarters of the way just by that one power up. I would really, really like to have the old art style as well. But that's not in there. Anyway, I think it's really cool. What other power-ups do we have added in here? We've got the power balloon. I did play a level that used the power balloon. And at first, when I first started playing it, 
I thought that if I tapped left and right, uh, it would turn my character left and right. So if my character is like sideways and I push right, then they would swing down. That's not the way it works. The way it works is, and this is this works perfectly, is I'm using my D-pad to control Mario. And then as soon as I grab the power balloon, then I just switch over to the joystick and it works perfectly. Whichever direction you're pointing, that's the direction that Mario goes. And I did this cool level where there were a bunch of Mecha Koopas on some levels shooting um, uh, heat-seeking bullets at me. And I would use the the power balloon to go underneath and kill all the Mecha, po- Me- Mecha Poopas. That's not what I meant to say. Me- Mecha Koopas. Uh, and uh, then I was able to get to the next part of the level. Uh, so I think that people are going to have some very interesting um plans for what's going to go on with the uh, power balloon uh so then there's the power balloon we also have the frog suit the frog suit lets you swim like in super mario brothers 3 it works really really well i did a level with the frog suit there was a there was a level that i did that required that you had the frog suit on when you got to the end of the course and basically what they did is they it was an underwater level and there were spikes everywhere and I had to swim through those spikes or around those spikes in like a little maze in order to get to the end. And uh, it was cool because if I if I ran into the spikes, a new frog suit came down from above and I was able to grab that and continue. But overall, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying the, um, the updates. In addition to those, we've also got the Super Acorn, uh, which comes from Super Mario Brothers U that allows you to turn into like Squirrel Mario and you can fly. Um, let's see what else the boomerang flower, which you can throw a boomerang and then jump, jump when it comes back and it'll, it'll go back and forth around you hitting things. Uh, and let's see what else. There's also a propeller box, a cannon box, and, um, a a couple of other variations. It's a huge update. And for me, I think, I think that this, like if they just put this out and said, Here's here's Super Mario Maker 3. Here are the things that you can do in it now. I think people would have been like, all right, that's awesome. I can take that. But they didn't. They decided to just have that as free a, a free update. They could have charged 10, 15 bucks for this and said, here you go. Here, here's some more stuff, 10, 15 bucks, and charged us for the DLC. But they didn't do that. They just made it available to everybody. And so... It is now, in my opinion, the perfect 2D Mario game. I I don't see anywhere that they can go from here except for adding in art stuff like I wanted for Super Mario Brothers 2. But other than that, it is feature complete, and it is awesome. So I tweeted out earlier today, and I asked, what, uh, what do you think is the best update to Super Mario Brothers 2? And it's only had 12 votes because it's only been up there for about a half an hour. But uh, I want to know what you guys think is the best update to Super Mario Maker 2. Uh, The three options that I put in are the Koopalings, the Power Ups, or the World Builder. Which of these do you think is the best update? If you don't already follow me, I'm at RunJumpStomp on Twitter. You can find me there. You can follow the link in the show notes. This is um, episode 4. 512, I believe. Uh, if you go to runjumpstomp.com, 
find episode 512. You can click on that and it'll take you straight to this tweet. And then you can reply, you can vote, and uh, I can talk about all of the things that you think about it on Saturday. My puppet body is ready. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Speaking of updates, we've got some Animal Crossing news to share. We recently were, were talking about a rumor uh, about data mining. This was coming from a Twitter user named Ninji, and they had data mined a bunch of stuff that was in the newest update to Animal Crossing, and they shared that. And we talked about that a little bit on a previous episode. If you want to know all of those details, you can go back and find that out on a previous episode. However, um, the animal some of these rumors are now confirmed because Nintendo also put out a video about Animal Crossing, and it's a bunch of really cool stuff. Uh, let's take a look at what is now going to be included. I posted this over at my uh, website, runjumpstomp.com. I posted this, let's see, the 21st. I posted this yesterday. Uh, so, of course, Nintendo has been doing this for a while where they bring out a game and then they give it a bunch of free updates. And they've done that with ARMS. They've done that with Splatoon. They did that with Splatoon 2. They're Obviously, they just did it with Mario Maker 2. And now they're doing it with Animal Crossing. And I kind of like the way that they're doing that. I, of course, there are some out there who would say, well, how come you're not shipping it feature complete? Um, that's a good point. That's not a bad point. And I don't really have an answer for it, but this feels good to me because what happens is they they ship a game, people play that game a bunch, and then you know as the the amount of play time starts to wane on that game, there's bam, here's a free update. Everybody comes back to it. It's really really good for keeping a game in uh, a, a player base engaged for a long period of time. And not only that, if you know that you're talking about a publisher that regularly updates their games with new stuff, you're much less likely to trade that game in. So if I go into a GameStop uh, and, and I'm, I've got a pile of games that I'm going to trade in, I'm more likely to hold on to those Nintendo titles because I know that Nintendo is going to give me some more stuff to do in the game. And not only that, but if you think back to the, the story that we were just talking about with Mario Maker 2, they tell you when they're done. You know, they told us when, hey, guess what? We're done making ARMS uh, arms content. Now it's just balance patches. Oh, we're done making Splatoon t content. Now it's just balance pack patches. We're done making Mario Maker 2 uh, stuff. We're done making Zelda Breath of the Wild stuff. So they, they keep telling us, hey, this, this game is now complete. We're done with it. We might patch it if there's a problem, but overall, we're done working on new stuff for it. 
And if you have a game and Nintendo hasn't said anything about that, then you can assume maybe that you're going to get some new content in that game eventually. So you're much less likely to trade that in. You go into that GameStop and you'd go to trade in your games. You might want to hold on to your Nintendo games. And it's pretty brilliant because that means that if I go into a GameStop and I want to buy a copy of Animal Crossing, I'm much less likely to find it sitting on the used shelf. This is the way that Nintendo and other companies can fight back against GameStop taking all of their profits by reselling used games. Anyway, uh, moving on, let's go back to the actual update for Animal Crossing New Horizons. And it's going to start with Leaf's Garden Shop. So it says here, nature-loving Leaf uh, will regularly visit players' islands to sell his flourishing assortment of foliage, including including shrubs and flower seeds. These decorative items will help any will help make any island paradise a little bit greener. I think this is fantastic because now there's new ways to decorate your island. I just uh, um well not just I think it was last week or the week before or something like I, it doesn't matter when recently. I rolled credits on Animal Crossing, which is insane to me because I never, ever finish games. But I I rolled credits on Animal Crossing. I unlocked the terraforming. I can now uh, start, you know, putting down all of those paths and stuff with the new app on my Nook phone. I can cut uh, the the rivers and stuff. I can make waterfalls. I can um, do all of that stuff to terraform my island. And so... Now that I've got that unlocked, I've started going around and, you know, going to um, the resident services and asking Tom to move a house from here to there or move a museum over someplace else or buy another bridge or or get another ramp or slope or whatever. And I've been slowly starting to decorate my island. And Nintendo knows that, hey, there's a lot of people who are now getting into this part and they might feel like, all right, because I've seen some islands that people have decorated and oh my God, they are fantastic. All right. So these people might feel like, all right, well, my island's kind of done. And then Nintendo says, oh, I'm sorry. You thought that we were all done. We've got so much more work to do. Here's a bunch of new ways that you can decorate your island. And it's just awesome. So Leaf's Garden Shop is now selling uh, shrubs and flower seeds and stuff. And you're going to be able to, you know, he shows up on your um, on your island and you can go there, buy the seeds, uh, get the shrubs and get planting them. That's just really, really cool. Uh, in addition, and, and by the way, Leaf's Garden Shop was in one of the was one of those rumors that is now confirmed. Same thing with Jolly Red's Treasure Trawler. There is a boat that is a pirate ship, basically, that is going to come to uh, your your island. It's not uh, on a regular basis. It is something that happens randomly, kind of like when Flick shows up to buy all of your tarantulas. Uh, Jolly Red's treasure trawler will show up. Uh, you'll be able to buy and sell in-game art as well as furniture that has unique colors. And it says, like in previous Animal Crossing games, players have to figure out which art pieces are real and which ones are fake. Okay, so that's crazy to me. My wife, like I told her, hey, what about this? And she goes, oh, you know, it would be cool if Blathers could tell you if it was real art or fake art. But now it looks like the player has to figure that out. That's really interesting. I don't know how she had that idea. She's awesome. 
Uh, but anyway, there's going to be fake art. There's going to be real art. You have to figure out which ones are real, which ones are fake. And after purchasing genuine art, players can donate it to the Island Museum in the Open Art Gallery, which is now a, a new museum expansion. So now we're going to have a museum expansion where you can go in and have a bunch of art all over the place, which is very, very cool. There's also some timed uh, events that are coming to Animal Crossing. The first one comes tomorrow. If you're listening to this the day it comes out, I'm recording it on April 22nd. Uh, the first one comes out on April 23rd. That is Nature Day. And it says, during the Nature Day period, special Nook Miles challenges will be available that focus on nature-inspired goals, such as planting trees and watering flowers. I have so many Nook Miles because I haven't been going to other islands, and there's not much for me to really spend my Nook Miles on that I feel like I can take advantage of now. But it doesn't hurt me to stockpile them. So I guess that's what I'm going to have to do. Uh, then uh, May 1st through 7th, notice that there's a little bit of overlap between these two things, between Nature Day and May Day. There's a little overlap there. Uh, so May Day Tour, in the first week of May, players can use a one-time May Day ticket at, an, at the island airport to head out to a limited-time tour to an island that looks different than the usual Mystery Island tours. A special visitor who looks familiar might also be there. So when I saw some of the footage from the May Day tour, it seemed like there was an obstacle course of sorts or a maze that you had to go through. You know what it reminded me of very much is there was a section in Link's Awakening, not the original one because I didn't play the original one, but in the new one on the Nintendo Switch, there was a section in there where you had like this, this set of branching paths you could go through. And depending on if you picked the right path, you would make more money. I, I assume from what I saw in the video that this seemed like a, that kind of thing where if you pick the right path, you can pick up the most stuff. And it seemed very cool. That goes from uh, May 1st to May 7th. I, I do wish that they wouldn't overlap because we've got Nature Day ending on May 4th and May Day starting May 1st through 7th. It would make more sense to me, and this is just to me, but it would make more sense to me if they had it so that, you know, Nature Day ended May 4th and May Day tour started on May 5th and went until a week after that. That would make more sense to me. Uh, after that, we've got International Museum Day, which goes from May 18th to 31st. So that's actually uh, half a month for that. Uh, to celebrate International Museum Day, players can take part in the stamp rally after receiving a special stamp card. Uh, players... I lost my place. Uh, players can enjoy viewing fish, insects, and fossils while collecting stamps at the various museum exhibits to earn in-game rewards. Now, this is going to be really good for me because it'll force me to go into the museum. I never go in my museum. And I know everybody says it's awesome, but I never go into the museum just because there's nothing to do in there other than just look at stuff and... I like outside, I have tons of stuff to do. So this, this, uh, international museum day, uh, between May 18th and May 31st, that's awesome because it's going to force me to go into the museum and check out all of the stuff that I found, which is exciting. And then the one that I'm least excited for is uh, wedding season, which happens from June 1st to 30th. And the, the main reason why why I'm least excited for this is because it's on Harvey's Island. I can't stand Harvey. He creeps me out. That empty house 
is super creepy. But uh, I guess there's a married couple, Reese and Cyrus, and uh, you can go to Harvey's Island and take anniversary photos with them. Uh, I'll probably do it just to get whatever like rewards there are, but it does not seem fun to me at all. Every time that the that the like the Nook Miles thing that comes up to says, "Hey, take a picture, make a memory, or whatever it is." I do the least amount of work possible. I just open up my camera, take a picture and move on with my life to get the nook miles. I don't care about taking pictures, but Hey, that's just me. And there's a lot of other people out there who disagree. So I tweeted this out about, uh, almost an hour ago. And it says, which addition to animal crossing new horizons are you most excited for? I can have only four options in this poll because it's Twitter. Uh, but reply with your reasons. We'll discuss on Saturday's show. And I said, Leafs Garden Shop, Jolly Reds Treasure, Museum Expansion, or other. So uh, we will obviously talk about this on Saturday's show. Make sure that you follow me on Twitter and uh, you can reply and vote in that particular poll. Hey, man, get portable. Get a Game Gear Supersonic Sports Pack, a color portable Game Gear, carrying case, and two hit games Sonic 2 and the Majors Pro Baseball. Whoa, even save 50 bucks. The Game Gear Supersonic Sports Pack. You know who makes it. Coffee? Tea? Dig up! So someone in chat just asked if, uh, like, what did I mean when I said rolled credits on the game? Uh, and my response is that, you know, K.K. Slider came to my island, had the concert, and then I got to watch the credits. That's where Endgame of Animal Crossing starts, and you can start decorating your island and doing a bunch of uh, crazy stuff, which is awesome. And then it got me talking a little bit about or got me thinking about digital versus physical and how this is a game that, in my opinion, plays best digitally. And it's not really a huge difference right now when Animal Crossing is the game that everybody's playing. But in six months, when there's some other new game coming out that everybody's playing, you're still going to want to be playing Animal Crossing. And so people are going to load back into Animal Crossing Probably at least, you know, like once a day, uh, a, at least once a day to check turnip prices, probably maybe twice a day to check turnip prices or just to accomplish the, the things that you want to do that day just for a couple of minutes to play Animal Crossing and swapping the cartridge all of the time is going to be kind of a pain, which is why it, it, it occurs to me that Animal Crossing is this game that a lot of people probably bought digitally which makes this next story even more interesting. Uh, the next story is about the NPD group uh, talking about how well Animal Crossing has done this this uh, this month. In fact, it says Animal Crossing New Horizons had a better launch month than any Mario or Zelda game since NPD started tracking, which is insane. Like, it is the biggest... Nintendo seller, maybe not bigger than Pokemon, I don't know, but it's the biggest Nintendo seller because Pokemon's not Nintendo, that's the Pokemon company. But it's the biggest Nintendo seller since the NPD started tracking uh, Nintendo sales, or, or I'm sorry, video game sales, and that has been for a very, very long time. In fact, it says here, Launch month dollar sales of Animal Crossing New Horizons have exceeded the lifetime sales, that means forever, 
of all other Animal Crossing franchise games, making Animal Crossing New Horizons the best-selling game in franchise history. And the the reason why I bring that up is because what 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 you might not understand is the NPD only tracks physical sales. They don't track digital sales. They only track the physical sales of games. And when we're talking about right now with COVID-19, everybody's trapped in their house. Uh, people had uh, their their orders for Animal Crossing delayed or canceled because they just like it it just wasn't happening. So a lot of people bought this game digitally. A lot of people bought this game digitally because A, it's the game that you always want to have in your system. B, COVID-19 was screwing things up, of course. And uh, it still is the best launch in any Animal Crossing history and sold more in its first month than any Mario and any Zelda game since NPD Group started tracking video game sales. And that's only physical copies. That is just crazy. All right, I'm I'm gonna I'm going to bullet point the rest of these stories uh, real quick. There are some Joy-Con colors that have been discontinued. You are no longer going to be able to find these. Uh, they are the kind of a flat gray one. Oh, that's the wrong button. They are kind of a flat gray one. The neon yellow ones, which I have, I bought them because they were the cheapest ones at the time. The dark red ones. Uh, looks like these colors are no longer going to be um, uh, for sale by Nintendo. What can you do? There's lots of other colors to get. If you're one of those people out there that has to collect every single one, well, they're no longer manufacturing those. So get out there and buy it before it's gone. Uh, Nintendo also is trying to get some people re-interested in Splatoon 2. Uh, most people, I would say... I would probably have moved away from Splatoon 2. I'm sure that it's still easy to get a game, but if I were to guess, I would say most of the people who are playing Splatoon 2 these days are the hardcore people who are super, super good at the game, in which case it's going to drive away a lot of casuals. But guess what? Uh, There is, this is a tweet from Nintendo of America, a special demo event for Splatoon 2 is on the way. You are able to play Turf War, Ranked Battle, Salmon Run, and more uh, April 29th at 11 p.m. to uh, May 6th at uh, 7 a.m. And if that wasn't enough to get people interested in Splatoon 2, remember the Splatfests, these competitions where you choose a side and then you compete by fighting against the other side? Well, as far as we knew, they were done making Splatfests. And now what they've done is they've decided to repeat a Splatfest. Uh, it says it's a Splatoon 2 Splatfest so contentious, we have to do it twice. Team Mayonnaise and Team Ketchup are back, and it's time for you to determine which sauce is the boss. This this bonus one-off Splatfest kicks off on May 22nd at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and ends on May 24th at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. Now, I just tweeted out a question about this. You can uh, add this to the things that uh, you are uh, getting your voice on the Saturday show. I said, since it looks like we're getting Splatfest repeats, is that enough to get you back into Splatoon 2? Let me know by replying to me. I'm Again, I'm at RunJumpStomp on Twitter. That's it for today's show. If you want to become a part of the community, join our Discord. Maybe you can get some people together for the Splatfest. 
runjumpstomp.com slash discord. There's a channel in there called LFG, which means looking for group. You can also watch the show live with all the other awesome people over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. You can get a hold of me on Twitter at runjumpstomp. Use the hashtag AskRJS if you have ideas for things you want me to talk about on Saturday's show. And finally, this show is part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you want to check out the other shows on the network, head on over to gstu.net. The music you're hearing right now is Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. I'm out of here. I'll see you guys next time. Thanks for watching and listening or whatever. Goodbye. Goodbye.